welcome to this week's message from a new church. For more information, or if you'd like to contact us, please visit our website, newchurch.nz. Thanks for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy this message. I don't know if you're anything like me, but quite often I find myself saying the phrase, if only I could find the time, or I don't have the time. And a lot of us would say we're time poor these days. It's sort of like a modern phrase. But I've come to realize something recently. Every single one of us have the same amount of time given to us every day, whether we're young or old, rich or poor, wherever we live in this world, we are all given the same gift of time wherever and whoever we are. It's like when God said to Moses, what is that in your hand? We all have time in our hand. It's been given to us as a gift from God. What are we doing with the time we've been given? That's what I'm going to be talking about this week and maybe it may turn into a a mini-series as well. So I've got a, a few visual aids here today. This represents the time we're given. Um, Each of those squares represents half an hour of time, 30 minutes. Uh, There's 32 squares, 16 hours. I haven't uh, put in the eight hours that we sleep, but this is pretty much the rest of our time. 32 half hour squares. What are we doing with the gift of time that we've been given? If we aren't deliberate in how we use our time, if you're anything like me, we can just waste our time so easily. So my prayer lately has been the prayer that Moses actually prayed in Psalm 90 verse 12. Teach us to use wisely all the time we have. An incredible prayer. Teach us to use wisely all the time we have. Uh, This is an incredible statistic or a fact from back in 1967. In 1967, experts predicted that by 1985, so still a long time ago, before some of you guys were even born, experts predicted that by 1985, technology would have taken over so much of the world we do that the average working week would only be 22 hours long and that we would only need to work 27 weeks a year. That would be like heaven but what the experts didn't factor in is that when we discovered we could produce more we're just the demand goes up and we're working as hard as ever probably harder we're stressed out we're burnt out and it is not healthy being stressed and burnt out working too hard overworking um, it, it affecting our mental health and our physical health and our marriages our relationships was never ever the will of God. I love what Jesus said in Matthew 11 verse 28 to 30 and it's very very close to my heart these verses. Jesus said, "Come to me all of you who are weary and carry heavy burdens and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you, let me teach you because I am humble and gentle and you will find rest for your souls, for my yoke fits perfectly and the burden I give you is light. Yes, we're supposed to work hard to the very best of our ability, but God never intended us that we burn out, that we stress out, that we die early because of work. You've never heard anyone say on their deathbed, 
oh, if only I could have spent more time in the office. You know, no one's ever regretted that their life looked like this as they're dying. Um, that would be insane uh, to think, oh, I wish I could make, spend more of my life making money and spending more time away from my family. But so often that's what our, uh, our working day looks like. There's a survey uh, of 500 people were surveyed, asked a question, and they were all over 90 years old. This is what they were asked. If you could live again, what would you do differently? And the, the, the same three answers were given over and over again. I'd spend more time with my family. I'd risk more. I'd do more things that would live on after I'm gone. Now, I don't know if there's many of you watching today that, and you're over 90. I'm pretty sure most of us would be under the age of 90. Let's not wait to our deathbed to start having these regrets. Let's start changing our life now with the time we have. Let's spend more time with our family. Let's take more risks, obviously, with the wisdom of God. And let's do more things that would live on after we're gone. Let's spend more of our time on things of eternal value. So that's one side of the pendulum being overworked. I think we're living in a bit of a paradoxical, paradoxical, it's a large word for me, time. Um, we're overworked, but at the same time, we're living in uh, with, with generations that are over-entertained as well. So there are those of us that are overworked. There are those of us that waste so much time. Time can be lost, but it can never be retrieved. It can not be hoarded. It must be spent, nor can it be postponed. If it is not used productively, it is irretrievably lost. I used to be a big fan of, of reading the Guinness Book of Records uh, in, in, in my youth. And this, this was the craze, one of the craziest entries. Liz Stewart of Queensland, Australia spent 16 years typing the numbers 1 to 1 million on 19,990 sheets of paper. Starting in 1982, he made the final keystroke on the 7th of December, 1998. What a monumental waste of time. Um, no offense to Les Stewart, of course. <laughs> There's a website called Wasted on Destiny. There's an incredible video game called Destiny, Destiny 1 and Destiny 2. And I used to uh, play it back, back a few years ago until I, I was convicted because I was spending more, more, a lot of time on it. But there's a, a website called Wasted on Destiny and it shows the leaderboard of how many hours people have spent playing this one video game. There's a user called PZN Glitcher Z537 and he's clocked over 17,000 hours playing one video game. 17,000 hours. If you played Halo 2 for three hours every day for 10 years, you'd only clock 10,000 hours. This guy's done it for 17,000 hours. They say if we spend 10,000 hours on anything, after those 10,000 hours, we will literally be a master at that. If I learned how to, if I started learning the cello today uh, and spent 10,000 hours on it, then I would be a professional celloist. 
by the end, uh, I could probably make a lot of money if, if Cello was to make a lot of money. Uh, I'd be uh, a, a master at that. It only takes 10,000 hours and yet a lot of us as human beings, we are wasting so much of our time and so much of our lives on things that really haven't got any value in an eternal sense at all. You're saying, well, I don't spend time wasting on, on video games or I don't spend time typing one to a million. No, the average Netflix subscriber today watches over three hours of Netflix a day. Um, internet users worldwide average over two and a half hours a day on social media. So you may not be playing Halo, but your day, if you're an average person in the Western world, very much probably could look like this eight hours work but then a whole chunk of our time spent on netflix um, and social media and really at the end of the day if this is our life we don't have a lot of time left to spend on things of eternal value people sometimes come to me and say simon i'm really struggling with my faith you know i haven't got that spark that I once had. I'm, I'm not on fire for God. I'm, I'm complacent. I don't know what to do. I'm struggling with, with temptation. I'm falling into temptation. And I'm pretty sure that how we spend our time plays a big factor on how healthy our souls are. If you're spending hours upon hours a day uh, watching movies and in social media, those things aren't necessarily bad. But if you're spending countless hours on things that really don't build up your soul versus like reading a chapter or two, if that, maybe three times a week and then going to church on, on a Sunday. Um, if that's what you're doing, then it's no real surprise that you're struggling with your faith. And I really do think it's time, like I said last week, that we get that sense of mission and urgency back into our spirits and we start spending our time every single day. We're given the same amount of time on things of eternal value. 1 Corinthians 3 verse 11 to 15, it's a pretty challenging portion of scripture. It says, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one we already have, which is Jesus Christ. It's plain to see again that Jesus is the only foundation. He's the only way to find salvation. Verse 12, anyone who builds on that foundation, so it's talking now about those who have given their lives to Jesus, may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. To me, that, that means that, yeah, we saved, but when we get to heaven one day, although our souls are saved, what have we done with the time we've been given? Our foundation has been Jesus, but what of eternal value have we built on that foundation? Things that that are great and uh, you know will 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 have a reap an eternal reward in this uh, parable. It talks about uh, gold and silver. Or things that you know just don't really mean anything at all in the light of eternity. Things like uh, wood and, and stubble and straw that will be burned up. 
And so many of us, and I used to think this, you know, yeah, I'm saved, I'm going to heaven when we die. But we've got this incredible opportunity called life in which we can live to make a difference and impact other people and, and make an influence on their eternal souls. Let's not waste that opportunity. So we've talked about uh, overwork and we've talked about wasting time. Now it's like, well, Simon, I don't want to waste any more time. and I need to stress out again. Recreation was created by God. Recreation is good. Uh, God actually patterned it himself. Um, he led by example. He was our role model in Genesis 2, verse 2 to 3. It says, On the seventh day, having finished his task, God rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and declared it holy because it was the day when he rested from his work of creation. That word rest literally means to stop or to do nothing. God stopped for a whole day and showed us a pattern with our busy lives in, in which we can uh, stay healthy and, and mentally healthy and, and work hard but relax hard as well. The, the statistics and the research is very clear that if we rest one day out of seven, uh, then we will be more productive in those six days. So recreation, relaxing, finding something that will recharge our batteries is very, very good. But again, we've got to find the balance in this. We can be overworked and we can be over-entertained as well. So takeaways from today's message. Uh, number one, ask God to teach you to use your time wisely like i've started to pray just using the prayer of moses god please show me teach me how to use my time wisely it's a very very good prayer to pray in ephesians 5 verse 15 to 17 it says so be very careful how you live not being like those with no understanding but live honorably with true wisdom for we are living in evil times Take full advantage of every day as you spend your life for his purposes. And don't live foolishly, for then you will have discernment to fully understand God's will. There's a website called deathclock.com. And uh, you can go on there and you type in your, your age and, and your lifestyle and your weight. And it sort of gives you a bit of a... Um, a ballpark figure of what your death day you know we celebrate our birthday but shows our our death day and then it shows you like a timer counting down uh, the the seconds to our death day and I, I guess it's sort of hopefully it's not making us feel all, all macabre but it's showing us you know to live healthy and stuff uh, but really it is a wake-up call we've only got one shot at this life we're given the gift of time every day let's not waste our day. Let's not waste our time. Number two, be deliberate. So we've got eight hours, hopefully, of work. Now be deliberate in how you spend uh, the rest of the time of your day. Obviously, we've got commuting and hopefully we all shower every day and we obviously gotta gotta eat uh, but there are chunks of time uh, let's be deliberate in how we spend 
that time for me, I never thought it was possible, but God is a God of miracles. I was able with God's help to change from a night person into a morning person. So most mornings now I'm getting up early and I'm spending that time with God. Um, some days I don't, but most days I am. And uh, it's called owning your morning. And, and we, we start off our morning on the best foot with God if we do that. If you own your morning, you will own your day. If you own your day, you will own your week. Give God the best part of your day. So be deliberate. Number three, spend time on things of eternal value. Reading the word of God is of eternal value. Praying is of eternal value. Obviously going to church, not just sitting there, but being planted in and serving others, getting involved in connect groups and ministry uh, is, is all things of eternal value. Um, seeing your personal relationships as things of eternal value, building friendships with people. Um, there are so many things that we can do that is of eternal value. You know, being a keyboard warrior, I don't think that's of much eternal value. Uh, we can spend our time on things that really don't uh, mean a lot in the light of eternity. Let's have a bit of a wake-up call. Um, you know, we have a Netflix subscription, uh, but no, I'm, I'm really spending uh, being a little bit more, um, I guess, wise in, in what I'm, I'm, I'm watching these days. Because for me, this is becoming a growing revelation. I want my life to count. And we all get given the gift of time every single day. So spend time on things of eternal value. Number four, turn the mundane into the spiritual. You know, eight hours is, is spent with work, but if, if we work as unto the Lord, that is worship. So we can literally spend eight hours every day as worship unto the Lord. Uh, and there's a lot of things that we can do like that, uh, mowing the lawns. You know, if you do that with a great attitude, um, as unto the Lord. Uh, we can, if we're doing a lot of things that are mundane, you can listen to podcasts and stuff, um, and you can multitask with those things. It's quite amazing how we can turn the mundane things into spiritual things, and that can build up our spirits, and that can actually be spending time building into things of eternal value as well. So in conclusion, we have one shot at this life. Let's not waste it. We can't Take back the time we've wasted yesterday and, and, and before that. But starting now, we have control of our time. And how we spend eternity is going to really be based on the decisions we make now. Uh, so that's worth really thinking about. Our eternal destiny, heaven and hell, based on the decisions that we're making now. No, I, I, I don't like thinking about this, but this is true. There are probably a lot of people, probably everyone in hell right now would give everything just to get one second of time back in which they could get right with God and give their lives to God. We have that moment right now. The Bible says now is the day of salvation. Psalm 34 verses 3 to 7, it says, My heart burned with the fire within me. And my thoughts eventually boiled over until they finally came rolling out of my mouth. Lord, help me to know how fleeting my time on earth is. Help me to know how limited is my life 
and that I'm only here for one moment more. What a brief time you've given me to live compared to you. My lifetime is nothing at all. Nothing more than a puff of air. I'm gone so swiftly. So too are the grandest of men. They are nothing but a fleeting shadow. And then it says sila, which means pause in his presence. Verse 6. We live our lives like those living in shadows. All our activities and energies are spent for things that pass away. We gather, we hoard, we cling to our things only to leave them all behind for who knows who. And now, God, I'm left with one conclusion. My only hope is to hope in you alone. I love that. So I just want to pray for a couple of groups of people now. Firstly, if you've never given your life, uh, life to Jesus or you're far away from Jesus, I'd count it such a privilege to be able to lead you in a simple prayer of giving your life to him. And uh, you know, if, if you pray this sincerely and genuinely, um, I'm not sure you may even be on a bus or something listening to this. So maybe you have to pray it in your heart or repeat after me. But God sees that if it's genuine, um, he will answer that prayer. So I'd love to lead any of you uh, in a prayer of forgiveness and surrender back to God. You have this moment now in which to do this. Please make the most of this opportunity. And after that, I'd love to pray for, for all of us as believers that God would just really teach us and help us to use our time more wisely, not in a legalistic, stress sort of driven way, but that this would just become something that's living and active in our, in our spirit, that we would want to spend our time on things of eternal value, that we would work hard, but we would also rest hard. Um, uh, yeah, it's, we're okay uh, to, to, to watch Netflix and stuff, but we would be really um, wise as to how we're using our time. Thanks so much for listening. We hope it was an encouragement to you. To contact us or to find out what's happening at our church, please check out our website, renewchurch.nz.